0: Don't get out of sync. There's a certain synchronicity to all things, all movements, all moments. You've felt this synchronicity before. Sometimes you get a big dose of it. When you have a shift in identity, you realize that the synchronicity is primary not the self, not the person, not the thoughts, not the timeline or belief system, but something else, something more fundamental, more fundamental to you, to experience, to sounds, to feelings. It's something more fundamental, more immediate, actually more obvious. So obvious that if we try to look for it, we miss it. So obvious that if we seek it, we overlook it. Certainly if we seek surrogates for it, we overlook it. That's mind identification or thought identification. So it's so obvious that if you believe one doubt, You believe one seeking thought. There's no seeking and there's no seeker. There's only a seeking thought. But if you believe it, or if there's belief in it, then that which is so obvious, so familiar, becomes sort of replaced by what you want, your ideas of what you want. Your ideas of what could happen, the future, later when, or your ideas about how to make yourself feel better, or how to heal your own faults, deficiencies, traumas, pain, etc. Do you see that? There's nothing wrong with the work, of course. Work around trauma, insecurity, pain body, all of it. I have plenty of videos on that, I have a playlist on it so I don't disregard that. But when we're talking about this, this insight that is critical for this realization process to unfold, it's primary to any of that. Primary to you having a history. Primary to you having a life, a body a set of beliefs. And it's a sort of sublime synchronicity. Not the kind of synchronicity that coordinates events. This is a synchronicity that's so fundamental that events haven't even come into creation yet, come into existence yet. Time hasn't come into existence yet space hasn't come into existence yet, into relative existence. That's the synchronicity that I'm referring to here. So don't get out of sync. How do you not get out of sync? Well, you have five sense gates, pick one. Feel right now, anything, anywhere in your body, That's the synchronicity. Might not seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal, actually. That's your tether to what is fully beyond you as you take yourself to be right now. The connection is always there. It can't be broken. Never has been broken and never will be broken. That sensation. Call it surrender acquiescence, call it being overtaken by sensation, call it all illusion, including the illusions of time and space being obliterated by that sensation. When you have that sort of reverence for sensation, it's much easier to be in alignment with what I'm pointing to here. A choiceless choice. And when you're in sync in this way, pardon the language and terminology of you being in sync, but when this is clear, this synchronicity, then you know everything is in sync. Everything. The movements of trees, the movements of the body the textures of your clothing, the textures of the air moving across your skin, the sensation of air moving in through your mouth and nose, the sensation of the expansion of your chest, the rotation of the earth, the rotation of the galaxy. This is all perfectly synchronized And when that synchronicity is known, when it's clear, you see how the apparent solidity, the apparent overt or discrete existence appears. It's only an appearance. You see how the illusions of time and space appear and you know very clearly and very obviously they are only experiences. They're only appearances. They don't exist on their own side. They don't exist on their own. And nothing is lost. Nothing is gained or lost here. This is the clarity that's available to you when you stop serving the master of thought. Stop serving the master of belief. That master is a powerful master, or I'll say it this way, it's a master that knows you well, or that knows the mind well. So don't underestimate it, but it's not the only game in town. And when you know synchronicity, you see, it's actually a very small and insignificant thing in comparison. But you have to understand how it catches you. You have to know its tricks. And really the only trick it has is getting you to believe something, getting you to fixate on one thought at any time, a doubt thought, a memory thought, a future thought, a fear thought, confusion thought, a thought that I don't have it yet. I don't know how to get it. I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. I don't know if I trust this spiritual process stuff. These are thoughts. And endless thoughts about doctrine, what you think you know about Buddhism and spirituality and Advaita Vedanta and current non-dual speakers and all of it. These are all thoughts. Don't grab onto one, and the synchronicity will be obvious. It's the sensation of the back of your head. It's the soundscape right now. You don't need to know any more than that. In fact, if you think you know, or if you know, It's a little bit of an obscuration, just a little bit, but enough that you might just believe the next thought and the next one. Then you might believe you're causing thoughts. You might believe you're entangled in thoughts. You might believe in a physical reality those thoughts are defining, and then you're off to the races. You're serving the master of thought and don't know it because he's really good at convincing you. Well, maybe he's not a he, but we'll call him a he for now. He's really good at convincing you that what you believe is real. What you want is real. It's gonna benefit you to get it. That the future you're moving into or moving toward is real and you have power there. You have agency. Those are his tricks, those are his spells, those are his sleights of hand. They have nothing to do with you, but he's good at playing that primary trick that makes you believe all of that is you. The agency, here's a good one. The picking and choosing, I like this, I don't like that. This isn't how it should go, this isn't how it should have gone. Feels like you believe that, doesn't it? How do you know when you believe something? Who are you when you believe something? Look into it. What does a belief feel like? Some of its side effects are frustration, irritability, Impatience. Look for these. They're very, very common. So it's easy to overlook the fact that they are pointing directly to this illusion of preference. This illusion of, I really know how I want things to be. let alone that I deserve things to be the way I want them, or anything else that grows out of that. What's interesting is if you keep reacting to how you think things should be, by trying to get them to be that way, Um the harder it is to see or to even question that that's what you actually want in the first place. You've forgotten that what you really want is to not want at all to be completely free from the shackles of the seeking mind. That's what you want. It's easy to forget that though largely because most people don't taste that at all or very infrequently but the mind the The master just says, oh, no, no, don't worry about that. Come over here, check this out. Here's what you can have later. Turns presence into seeking very quickly until you really get the signature of the seeking mind, the belief master. Once you know the feel of that, once you can discern when it's operating, then it's much easier to spontaneously and naturally return to the synchronicity that has nothing to do with that at all doesn't shy away from it at all it's not apart from it it's not apart from anything when in the synchronicity nothing is apart from anything there isn't apartness there also aren't things to be apart and there is no time in which any of this could occur So you don't need time, you don't need time to get better, heal, wake up. Sure seems like you would need time for those things, doesn't it? The illusion of time is what drags it out unnecessarily. Well, maybe necessarily, but at some point it's pretty clear that spending time on the mind road doesn't really benefit you in any specific way. Just keeps some apparent solidity to that world, the world of you, your problems, your solutions, where you came from, where you're going, etc. But all of this, you don't really need to even understand it. You don't need to know it or believe it or think the way I do about it or anything like that. Just let the senses in, let the sense gates be open. And don't try to get something out of the senses. Don't demand an event, don't demand a an insight or a certain type of experience because as soon as you do that, as soon as you impose that upon the immediate, these sounds, then what happens is you've taken a 180 degree turn back into the mind. That's one of that master's tricks telling you, Hey, you have some doubt about this. You're not sure this is right. You're not sure this is the right presence. You're not sure this is the right sound or the right way of experiencing sound. Let's think about it some. Let's remember a video we watched about this or a book we read about this. Can't serve two masters at the same time. So just remember that. Oh, okay. Thoughts, doubt, sound, just sound. Just what's heard. You hear it? Listen deeply. Everyone has the ability to listen deeply. Feels like it's coming through you. The sound is penetrating you at the same time as you're just opening to it. It's an overlap. Perhaps you could say the sense of you as aware something expands infinitely and the sense of the sound permeates and penetrates everything and every non-thing until all of that is quite seamless, no awareness apart, no ground of being, no background, no foreground. That's the sound of creation coming into being. It's also the sound of non-being. It's the sound of no specific place or time. Is it inside or outside? Is it quiet or loud? Does it have meaning or is it meaningless? I ask these questions not to get the mind going, but to show you the attunement to this synchronicity that doesn't take sides, doesn't have poles to it, doesn't have polarity. Just follow it inward, follow it outward. Just the sound, till inward and outward have no meaning until listener has no meaning, until object has no meaning, until subject has no meaning. People sometimes name this sound, Aum, the nada sound. There's no name for this. There's no name for this. Doesn't need a name. When you finally hear it, you realize it doesn't need a name. It doesn't need a signature of mind at all, labels, descriptions, practices. It's just that, very simple. So once you taste the synchronicity and this whole video I've been pointing to that, to that immediate flavor, the flavorless flavor, then stay with it. How do you stay with it? Don't follow the mind. When you stand up to move, the sound is still there. When the body sensations change as the body moves, the sound is still there. Let those sensations intermix with the sound field. Notice how they are also not too, As movement moves, sound hears, sensation feels, there's no need to deviate from this. Doesn't matter if you're meditating, talking, walking, sitting, You're always in contact. This synchronicity is always a hundred percent available. It doesn't matter whether there's one doubt, a thousand doubts or no doubts. It's here. It's already the case. Done deal.